Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this week, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So this, I don't listen to a lot of gospel contemporary, but um, this is a pretty catchy little song by a guy named Toby Mack, who I think started out as a Christian rap artist. And this song actually made it to number one on somebody's chart in uh, maybe 2018 or 17. But uh, it was released five years ago. Yeah. He's sort of like the Christian version of Eminem. Interesting. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's considered very good. I just thought I'd play it. Of course, you know that means I've been somewhere sitting in a coffee Coffee shop (laughs) using my phone to figure out what I'm listening to. So any of these places you go, it's interesting. They all pipe in a certain feed. And you can kind of tell what kind of place it is by the, the type of, of, I guess it's a, it's just a channel and it's got certain types of music on it. Uh, one place I went was very alternative. It was just a certain kind of indie rock group. Another one I've been to, it's going to be, Mm, more R&B-ish, but with a hip-hop-y edge, which is going to tell you you're dealing with people in their 50s <laughs> or in their 40s and 50s because they want to seem like they're hip-hop-y, but they're not quite into, you know, pure alternative. It's It's very interesting. 
what you run into out there. And uh, I'm very kind of sensitive to all of it because I've always... You're a sensitive kind of guy. Well, that I was waiting for you to say that, but, <laughs> you know, I think I am. I think I'm very sensitive. Um, I mean, I think dogs can figure it out. They know. You know, uh, I get along with dogs. It's amazing when you're walking through an airport with a dog, how many people don't even notice the dog. That It's like that's not even on. They're looking at a dog like they're looking at a piece of dirt on the ground. They don't understand that that dog has feelings. It's an animal. They're just, they're not clued into dogs. It's amazing the type of. So, uh, emotional disconnect that well and there is with. kind of a disconnect with dogs in the airport to an extent too that's not something that you see well, all every the time. dog i see in the airport i and people are real weird about you touching their dog and they act like they're gonna that like i'm gonna be weird about them touching my dog i don't care you know she's some dogs react differently so yours, all right. yours is well psalm 63 oh god you are my god earnestly i seek you my soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift up my hands. So I just got back from a trip one of the things that I notice about the U.S. of A. is that it's a big country with lots of room. If you fly from, say, Indianapolis to Phoenix, most of the land you're flying over, which is almost 85% of it, is completely vacant. You're coming over, I don't know, sections of Oklahoma. I'm not sure exactly what the line runs there probably New Mexico, um, it's vacant. It's, I don't know if it's uninhabitable, but there is a whole lot of room in this land. It's a very big land. But people, being people, tend to congregate in little urban areas that are relatively small geographically considering the size of this country. And when people get into urban areas they tend to think alike and you look at the way people think in i i spoke with a, a fella in in phoenix who was a young guy african-american uh who had moved from philadelphia out west to work and uh, he was talking about how pretty much everybody on the east coast thinks alike now, if you look at uh, Arizona, uh, you have a major rural-urban disconnect. So Phoenix, Scottsdale, those areas, it's the same feeling you might get in Los Angeles, which I used to spend a lot of time there back in the 80s, and it had a certain feel to it. And, and, and the, the larger cities in arizona no longer feel like a, a place where some guy in a cowboy hat is going to come walking in it's more like you're in los angeles you go to payson or wickenburg or places like that 
cowboys all over the street. But the thing that is painfully obvious to me is that the Democrats, the liberals, the mind control folks are all trying to control the urban centers. That's where the votes are. That's how you can swing an election for the whole state is if you can steal votes in an urban center or make it so the votes go a certain way. Let's put it that way. Um, you can you can kind of run things. Atlanta, same, same way. Um, and when there's a reaction against this, as there was last January 6th, everybody flips out because that's, that's not how it's supposed to go. You're not supposed to ask that question. We've been stealing elections for a long time. Why are you protesting about it now? So part of what happened is this January 6th commission. And now, you know, we're going to do everything we can to pile on Donald Trump. And, and so today, the day we're, uh, the day we're, uh, uh, recording this is the, the day that his, Taxes get released. So the, his tax returns are being made public. Now, this is interesting because I don't know that this has ever happened before. It there's I don't see how there's any way by releasing uh, Trump's tax returns that the um, purposes of the January 6th committee are somehow furthered. by Because what they're talking about is this vague sort of thing of insurrection. Um, and now uh, these people breathlessly talk about Merrick Garland and how he loves the law. And he is going to indict Trump on January 6th. I've read this more than once. And they're breathlessly waiting for this keeper of the flame to do this. So they released Trump's tax returns today. So it's interesting. What if we also released Nancy Pelosi's tax returns? <coughs> Chuck Schumer. Joe Biden. Uh, Mitch McConnell. And I don't think in their glee and i've been around these people they are unbelievably blind to their own actions and the unintended consequences of their own actions they cannot see how what they're doing is actually going to backfire and, and destroy them. I've never seen a group of people more bent on self-suicide than the American left. The things that they push others towards. The only thing I can conclude is it's just profound self-hatred. But, so there's this article that uh, Missy produced um, from the American Spectator, reliably conservative uh, rag. Talk about a double standard. Talk about abuse of power. Again, on Friday, December 30th, the Democrats running the House Ways and Means Committee are releasing former President Donald Trump's taxes, which is to say 
They are launching one of the biggest, if not the biggest, invasions of privacy into the history of the U.S. Congress. But unwittingly, as always, the Democrats are clueless about a key problem they have created for themselves. In a word, precedent. Once the barn door of releasing the private returns of a former government official has been opened, the demand will and should be on to be to release the tax returns of other government officials, past and present, to teach the lesson that this should never happen again to anyone. Kind of interesting. I found it extremely interesting because it does. It is setting a precedence, and it will. It will be a very, very scary precedence. Personally, I would like to see every politician who bought. I want. I want to see every politician who bought stock before and during the lockdowns. No, Missy, that's private information. Lockdowns, which did nothing but prime people for compliance, which I just had to throw that in there. But I, I not only want to see the, I want not only want to see the politicians. That's private, I want to see their spouses as well. I want to see if we're going to use Nancy Pelosi as an example. I want to see Paul Pelosi. Yeah, I, I mean, I, well. I. Well, it's been known for a long time that they trade on inside information. That's something I'm not allowed to do, by the way, because I'm a I'm a arm of the S. I mean, I'm a registered person under the Securities Exchange Commission. If I trade based on inf- inside information, I lose my license. I'm out of the business right. for good, and I could go to jail, disgorge the profits, those kinds of things, because I used inside information that is non-public information to gain an advantage for myself. One thing it does is it violates my fiduciary responsibility to my clients. So if I were using information that somehow I had attained in the course of, of doing business to in, enrich myself, that's bad. I can't do that. I can get sued, fined, kicked out of the business. Congress people do it for all the time. They've right. done it for years. Right. And Nancy Pelosi fought against this idea of, of not allowing them to do it. So so I can remember reading an article back uh, before they made the push to do the electric vehicles for government vehicles that she had purchased Tesla stock. But I just mentioned, you know, uh, the before and during the lockdown thing, which, you know, got to throw in the COVID stuff in there. Because if you look at Moderna stock, Moderna's first product that they put out in the market is ever was the the mRNA shot. Correct. And of course, it's a company that's kind of come together out of nowhere. Exactly. Which was fast tracked for emergency use. So here's this product that they came up with everything else they had ever done in any year prior since I think was it 2015. I'm trying to remember when uh, Moderna actually started every other product, every other vaccination that they tried to put out in the market killed all their animal test set. Lo and behold, their first product out of the gate that makes it through fast-tracked through an emergency use authorization only, stock March 9th, I looked this up just a couple hours ago, March 9th, 2020 was $20 per share. It went to September 6th, 2021, $450 a share. 
And I think right now it's hovering at about 178. You can check on Yahoo Finance. Um, I, it, it, it may have changed, but it's it's about 170 something. So we're talking about you bought stock. Think about this. In March 9th of 2020, when all this was first really going down, in January you got the murmurings. February it started cooking. In March, and you know when all of a sudden it's the you know we're 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 now in the we've got a we've got a, we can do this together, quote unquote. Twenty dollars, four hundred fifty dollars. September six, when all the mandates of the vaccination were going on, and who was who was ordering that? Who who was a part of that? All of that. I'm sorry. I, I I'm I'm sorry. Are you saying that they were talking their book? I mean, in other words, I'm so, saying. So it's if you ask, it says, is Moderna or Pfizer better? I guess they're talking about, but both of the mRNA vaccines available in the u.s are highly effective against severe covid19 but recent studies suggest so that moderna don't keep you from getting a, it this a stronger immune response and might be better at killing you no, no. preventing well, and, breakthrough of infections and, and all of the interesting articles on those two it talks about you know the fact that moderna does not have the arsenal of pr the money the, the the I mean the big bucks the lobbyist the commercials you know uh, I mean all the stuff that's going on that pushes it through I, I'm just I, yeah sure 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 I want to see every politician well let's get I back to know. the let's get back to the thing of you know what I would like to see is what does their trading account look like what is it that enables a member of Congress to be exempt from the from the same kind of rules that I, as subject to a federal agency, have to comply with. In aren't they fiduciaries? I'm a fiduciary for my clients' money. Are they not fiduciaries for taxpayer money? And if they enrich themselves at the expense of the taxpayer, is that not some kind of malfeasance? Okay. I mean, they, they have said, oh, it's okay to do it. And people have been doing it, and they probably still are. Uh, but it's well, unbelievable well, that, that, well, that they can get away with it, let, and I go to jail if I do it. Okay, and let's add to that just a minute in this whole speaking up and speaking out. If anybody's been following the Twitter files that have shown without a shadow of a doubt that our government paid Twitter to suppress information and censor any criticism of the COVID vaccinations that came out. so Or and, anything and, else that they so, didn't like. Exactly. But in this one situation, now all of a sudden you are censoring any bad publicity on a product promoting people to use it. So as far as I'm concerned, in my view, all profit made, particularly by politicians, should be a major scandal. Well, the, the bottom line, and this was the original thing we started with. I know. Sorry. Was, <laughs> you have no idea the more of the more. I have so I have much an more idea. to talk to you. I have an idea. I do have an idea. Only an idea, but it's an idea. All right. Um, the, you know, I just, how are, what is it about people that they become so callous 
to government malfeasance and people doing things in there right in front of them. And they don't, they don't protest. But now if you harmed a dog, we were taking our dogs on a trail. It was 68 degrees. That trail is not supposed to be dogs on there at a hundred degrees. I had three people tell me I was a bad dog owner for taking the dogs on the trail. But do they say anything about the, I finally turned around and went down to the bottom. I said, I, I don't want to, I'm not out here to be lectured all day long. You know, now this other trail, which is just as hard, this is out in Arizona. There's no sign on there. that says you can't take dogs. Nobody says anything there, but on the one that sort of capriciously has a sign on it, I get lectures from these people back and forth this is how screwed up and stupid the average person has become. And I don't, I don't give a crap what your educational background is. You have no common sense, sir and ma'am. And that's gotten to be the world lately. There are very few people walking around with good sense. Oh, that's a good place to stop. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. If you'd like to hear more of the Tom Dupree Show, go to our website, dupreefinancial.com, and look under the radio tab. There's also a blog where there's some interesting articles. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more of the show. Stay tuned. Days like Mexico. Gonna put the world away for a minute, pretend I don't live in it. Sunshine gonna wash my blues away Had sweet love but I lost it She got too close so I fought it Now I'm lost in the world Trying to find me a better way Wishing I was Deep deep in the water somewhere Got the blue sky breeze And it don't seem fair Only worry in the world Is the tide gonna reach my chair Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky Never been so happy, never felt so high And I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise Wrote a note, said be back in a minute Bought a boat and I sailed off in it Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway Mind on a permanent vacation The ocean is my only medication Wishing my condition ain't ever gonna go away Cause now I'm knee deep in the water somewhere Got the blue sky breeze blowing wind through my hair Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair Sunrise is a fire in the sky Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host Tom Dupree And we are powered 
by Dupree Financial Group, Jimmy Buffett, and the Zach Brown Band. Yeah, it's the Zach Brown Band and Jimmy Buffett. They got him to do a couple of verses. So I don't know. They must be pretty good. I, I sort of listen to them, but they pull him off the sidelines to, of course, the money might have been right. So he is a businessman. Guess how Jimmy Buffett has made his four or five hundred million dollars? And a hint, it ain't the music business. Is it the Margaritaville restaurant? Hell yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. Don't ever let anybody tell you the restaurant business is not profitable. Okay? Just don't don't let them tell you that. Because it, it can be very profitable. All right, go ahead, miss. Okay, well, I, what I wanted to do was just bring up, before we moved on to other subjects, was uh, to finish up from the first half, just two cautionary tales I wanted to bring up that were relevant to our discussion. The first is, um, I'm going to guess you don't know who Francis Oldham Kelsey is. Just, okay, all right, gotcha. And I, I wouldn't have known who she was, never heard of her before. But um, I think you will know what she represented. Um, Frances Oldham Kelsey was a Canadian-American pharmacologist. She died in 2015. She was a reviewer for the FDA. She was the FDA reviewer that said, that said I, I cannot approve the, the, the I'm going to say, thalidomide. She was the holdout. She was the holdout. That's like way long ago. Like 1950s. But and what, which, is the, what is that word? As you know, th- thalidomide was, was a drug was that a drug. they gave to women and it caused their babies to be deformed. Terribly deformed. The, the thalidomide babies. Um, and it was, it was already approved. She was under such pressure in the market. It had already been proved in 21 countries. The, the makers, the manufacturers, the, the, the politicians, they were all pushing. She, and she said she felt like there was a lack of evidence regarding the safety. In particular, she said, does it cross the placental, the placenta barrier? She, she said she just could placental. not feel placental, placental barrier. And because she had that reservation, she was the only holdout. Right. And we, we know, we know them, what it happened. It took him 60 years to kill her. We know what happened. Yeah. It, and she was right. She was completely vindicated. Right. right. Um, the second thing is that, you know, we talked. But when to- they're paying, when the pharmaceutical companies are spending a billion dollars a year to support the CDC and though it's a rigged game, they're going to approve things because they can. And there's money involved. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. There's money. Okay. And so we've talked about in the last couple uh, Saturdays, we talk, we've talked a little bit about this, this new push about unvaccinated blood versus vaccinated yeah. blood. And it, it is, it's, it's not going away. It's heating up. And so sure. let me just, just, just real quick. In the U.S., a person is in need of blood every two seconds. And I think... Do they even know what's that vaccinated and what isn't vaccinated? No, and, and that's the interesting thing. Um, so, so in... if Okay, let's just back up. So they don't make you... Say, so, have you had the vaccine when you donate blood now? Right, and and that, and, and but you have to. What you have to do is sign this form if you want, like, um, you know, unvaccinated blood versus vaccinated blood. And I can get into that, or actually, we don't want to get into that because it really goes down a rabbit hole. But there is this willful blindness for anything associated with the vaccine. So, so 
two, here's what, here's the other cautionary tale I want to talk about. We've been here before. In 1983, it was deemed inappropriate to ask blood donors about their sexual preference. You realize that? Okay. And in the early years of AIDS, most of the people who contracted that disease were infected through blood transfusions because it took more than five years to develop a test to check for AIDS in the blood before it was used in transfusion. So many people got the disease in hospitals because they were having other procedures. The fact is they don't know really yet what the difference is. And so, it's criminal negligence to me. I mean, that you they, they can't 100% tell you that is a you know, that the blood supply is safe is safe because all the bureaucratic you know uh, tape that so now with, if you have AIDS you can't donate blood that's been correct. that way for a long time and that was considered discriminatory homophobic the whole nine yards right. you could not ask them what their sexual preference was in 1983 because they said that was inappropriate yeah. but that changed you know obviously sure. that changed that's what I'm trying to say is that you know. Um, and now, actually, there is this new safe blood donation campaign that's been formed because people are becoming so impassioned about it. Um, but that's just what I'm saying. We've been here before. And in 1983, said everything's fine. We're not saying anything about it. I got you. It's inappropriate. So I, I just wanted to talk about, is the blood supply safe? Actually, nobody knows. Yeah. They don't know. So. we did. You did a story last week about the baby out in Washington. Right. Right, baby Alex, and then there's baby Will in New Zealand, and you know there there are other there are. All right, other we got stories. about 14 minutes. All SBF, right. what are we going to do? SBF, gosh, we're back to Sam Bankman Freed, and um, you know, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned last uh last week that you know Sam Bankman was given a judge who oversaw Jeffrey Epstein's case and let also let Kevin Spacey walk. I didn't realize it was the same judge. This is the Southern District of New York. Yes, it district judge Lewis A. Kaplan was assigned the case against Bankman Freed. Yeah, anything securities related typically goes to the Southern District of New York. Yes. Uh, the, so, yeah. All right. I'll tell you what's that was interesting. Let, let me just tell you a little something. Let's just throw this in because uh, our firm is a fiduciary uh, well what does that mean all right what does it mean <laughs> you're looking it up it means that we are subject to a high standard we can't there can't be any monkey business because we are overseen by the sec securities exchange commission which one would think they wrote the book on what's the right way to do things in the wrong way this is the first time I've ever seen something like this. Top SEC official steps down following controversial meetings with Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX lobbyists. Dan Berkovitz, general counsel at the Securities Exchange. That's pretty high up. Yeah. He's the top guy, general counsel. He's their top law officer, and they are a law-oriented group has stepped down amid reports that he had met and dined with Disgraced FTX founder Sam Bankman Freed. Okay, so meeting and dining with, that's, they don't do that with me. They come down here and they say, pull out your books. I'm not allowed to meet with them. These are the 
examination people. The enforcement people, they're even worse. In a recent announcement, I mean, it's it, the point that I'm trying to make is they are not allowed to co-mingle with somebody that they're enforcing stuff on. Yeah, and yet, yeah, and at the time of the dinner, he was the he commissioner was for the Commodities, F- Futures, and Trading Commission. And an ally of FTX within the financial regulatory meeting. He had a war. It says emails suggest he had a warm relationship with Sam Bankman Fried. I mean, this is either true or it wasn't. The point is, they're not allowed to do that kind of thing. You know, what kind of world are we living in? I mean, the SEC is our top regulator. They regulate the entire securities industry. The securities industry, you don't think the securities industry is important. Let me ask you a question. How does the government operate? What funding does the government get? You know. Taxpayers. Dollars. Oh, no, ma'am. What are you talking about? The tax receipts dwarf how much money they borrow in treasury bonds. They don't get all that money from taxes. They're constantly rolling over their debt in the markets. Who regulates all that? The SEC. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going. They're on top of... So if you have a any kind of hint of corruption at the very top regulator. That's who oversees how the government functions and how (coughs) basically most securities trade. People think, oh, the investment business, let's stick it to those guys. Well, wait till they stop funding your social security, your little government goodies that you get through the bond markets. This is how deep this stuff goes. Our, uh, our congressman came on uh, about six months ago and talked about crypto in growing, glowing terms. You know, yeah. I mean, it. I guess this is we're living in a day and age where pretty much we're functioning based on the grace of God. You know, if you don't think there's a guiding hand keeping this thing from completely going off the track. You're crazy because there are so many people's true colors is coming out to the extent that it's almost unbelievable. And I I know, you know, it talks in the Bible, the sheep will be divided from the goats, but this is kind of a rolling thing. This is like bad stuff. I, I, I just, I struggle with this. Go ahead. You had more. Well, that um, that uh, I've told you that Sam Bankman Freed also met with the big short author Michael Lewis because apparently there there may be a no 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 the big short was written. It, it was a movie right I know he he's the one that wrote um, yeah he did write the yeah big writer short. of in, you know it was a book but, before it was but a he movie. met with him and there's some suggestion that. Well, that's about looking. Michael Ru- Lewis writing a book, not Sam Bankman-Fried. Right. No, I'm, I'm saying that. Uh, I, I promise you. And, and I think that was going on before the whole thing went down. 
I don't know if he's still meeting with Michael Lewis now. During that was the December 27, 2022 <sighs> article, he met with him while he was on house arrest. Oh, really? Yes. So disgraced uh, FTX. I guess Bob Michael's got to get the uh, story any way he can get it. I mean, that guy's a, like a reporter. Currently holed up at his parents' home at Stanford University after being released on the $250 million bail last week following being slapped with federal charges of financial fraud and money laundering, Bankman Free was visited by best-selling author Michael Lewis. Sources say that he spent several hours in the residence having a little chit-chat and, of course, you know, a little collaboration Little. Well, that's Michael Lewis getting a story. Sure. I mean, that's all that is. Well, he's obviously what what the suggestion is is he's pitching you know, pitching the book to potential movie right buyers right now. Well, yeah, of well, course. So you know, so that okay, we, we the, can the, profit the, from our own. Let, crime. let me let me say this: that uh, um, December twenty fourth, Bill Ackman of Pershing Square Management said in a tweet that the fact that Sam Bankman-Fried was able to post bail of $250 million to get out of jail as he awaits trial on fraud charges suggests that the FTX founder and former CEO may be guilty. I instinctually want to believe the best in people, Ackman wrote. When coupled with my strong belief that one is innocent until proven guilty, I can be at risk of trusting a crook. SBF FTX posting $250 million of bail is itself a criminal indictment and refutation. So, in other words, the guy, to be able to post $250 million, <laughs> the listen, the fact that this guy is just plain stupid concerning common sense, given his parents the the sort of pampered liberal lifestyle he grew up in in northern california i don't really fault this guy i do but i don't because i don't think he ever knew right from wrong given where you know the the weird world he grew up in what i fault are people that should have and do know better who bought into the whole thing saying it's just like they did with Madoff. They don't, when, when it comes to the potential for making money, they go stupid on you. They just, they're not smart all of a sudden. They'll do anything. They'll destroy their own souls for, for money. I mean, you know, you look at the best description of hell I've ever read is Dante's Inferno. And the people, the, the farther you get to the bottom, the more crazed people are. I feel like we're dealing with the lower bulges or the <laughs> hell was in all these levels in the inferno. I feel like we're down in the lower ones now. The the I mean, we're not dealing with people that just ah, la, da, 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 you know, didn't know right from wrong. This is like people who know right from wrong and willingly trade evil for good. I mean, how do you live... In a world that that's the case, and, and people just when then even to discuss the you know the how many people are involved you know have their fingers in it. That's what I'm saying. So you've got officials. Just, well, I'm just going to say that you've got officials announced Tuesday. The case will now be. It's now been. They've replaced the judge because uh, Lewis Kaplan um, replaced Ronnie Ab Abrams, who recused herself last week after learning that her husband's law firm had advised FTX in 2021. 
Well, that's one way you keep from anybody ever going after you. You, you co-opt all the lawyers, you know, by having talked to them. Now they can't, they have to consider you a client. There's a place in the movie, The Sting, where uh, Paul Newman's talking to Redford, and uh, he said, you know, such and such Chicago was this way. He said, to be a citizen meant you were in on it. In other words, even the citizens that are supposed to be the uh, hardworking people that take out the trash and do all, they were even corrupt. Well, that's where it happens. We're dealing with this not because these people are so bad and they hold all this power over us. We can choose to stand up or not. We get the leadership we deserve. So, I mean, people have to change, you know, in, in our own lives because we're going to keep getting this kind of crap if something doesn't change. Well, that's why I started out with this thing about speaking out and speaking up. That when you see things that don't, you know, it's like the elephant in the room. If we just keep walking around it, nobody says anything. No, no, no. I know. I, I agree with you. I completely do. Well, and you all are completely overlooking the whole media's part and overlooking because for so long people trusted what they heard on the well, nightly on the you. nightly network news, and especially people of an older set, and but, they just took it as gospel because those people always told the truth. They yeah, thought. but you you can only be a scam. Always has two parties. It's got the scam person and then the person that's willing to be preyed upon. It's the same thing with, uh, we want to believe people. I see them. They, they want this guy proudly told me he reads the entire New York. It's a guy I know well known him for years. He reads the entire New York times and the entire Washington post every day. You know, that makes him smart in his estimation. Can you believe that? <laughs> that's what it was. Wow. That's getting back to the day when yeah. that was the authority. Right. That's where the news came from. And it's he trickled does, down he, into Twitter and Facebook. He finally has come to this thing where, oh, I need to read the New York. At age 68 years old, I need to read these two papers every day. Finally, I've just boiled down. I'm just going to read the source of what? Lies? I mean... Or what but, they want you to know. But that's why all of, you know, some really legitimate, wonderful journalists who used to write for major papers have all moved over to Substack and are now unfettered. Is that like a company? No, it's a, <laughs> it's a platform. I you, mean, could you, you buy know, stock in it? You I know mean, better than that. They are unfettered by the, the corporate media and the, the narrative oh, that they were told to. That they so, they to say, so they so say. So they say. So they say. Well, I think that this FTX thing has just begun to uh, tell the story. No I, doubt. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I really do. So stay tuned, and we'll, we will keep on bringing you what Missy digs up and finds out, and we will tell you how it is. You may want to hear it, you may not, but that's what you get with the Tom Dupree Show. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. Our financial guys are coming up in the next hour. Stay tuned. Sunshine gonna wash my blues away. Had sweet love, but I lost it. She got too close so far, and now I'm lost in the world.